on Call Room, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. I'm Bree. <laughs> oh, gotcha. And I'm Bab- Babby. Oh, no. I'm Abby. Uh, and we're a Grey's Anatomy podcast. This is a Grey's Anatomy podcast where we are deep diving every single episode of the show. We are currently in season eight, about like almost halfway ish. Yeah, and we have spoilers. Oh, so many spoilers. So don't listen to this if you don't want to know what has already happened. Yes. Also, uh, if you would like to be more involved with the podcast, maybe listening just isn't enough for you. We've got some awesome ways for you to do that. You can go to www.patreon.com slash the on call room where you can pledge to be an intern, resident, or an attending. They all have different levels of, I always want to say rewards. Rewards. <laughs> it's like. Rewards. But it's also like you're buying it. So you can get show notes. You can get bonus episodes. Can, Once a month. Yes. Not every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day you get an episode. You can listen to the podcast a day early. Yes. You can chat with us once a month in a Zoom hangout. Yeah. Or you can co-host. You can freaking be on the show. Yeah. We have a co-host tonight. Yep. So we're actually going to have one pretty much all of season eight. So yeah. um, this is a perfect time to join and get on for the next round of co-hosting. Uh, we're hoping to be able to like get some repeaters soon, but we yeah. just keep getting new patrons. Which, which we're loving. Happy. We're loving. Um, we also have a goal on Patreon. Yes. Um, if we reach 700 a month, we will do a little thing called post-op yeah. where Abby and I will continue recording. We will hit stop after we call time of death and then pick back up and continue recording for about 10 minutes afterwards when we're nice and juicified with wine. Yeah, and- either like, like Bree's drinking wine tonight. I'm like milking a cold. So like yeah. I'll be in a field fever dream and Brie will be in a wine dream. Yeah. And um, maybe we'll start doing Ask Abby and Brie in those 10-minute segments. Or maybe we'll deep dive a character. Or we don't. maybe we'll just talk about like... um, Whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, exactly. But it'll be 10 extra minutes, which is like a long podcast. So, And we say 10, but God knows Abby and I don't know how to (laughs) shut up. So it'll probably be longer. Sometimes it could be longer. So help us reach that goal. Um, Also follow us on Instagram at the On Call Room Pod. And if you have a message you want to send us, go to www.theoncallroompod.com. There's a contact form there. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Also, if you're a patron, we also have the ability, you can send us voicemails. Yes. Or even to our email, um, theoncallroompod at gmail.com. Um, you can wait is that it is no the no, call room at, at gmail.com gmail, yeah. you can send us voice memos too you yeah know, we just want to hear from you so yeah um and then finally a great way for you probably the best way is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five scalpel review on itunes um we love to read featured reviews and maybe you'll hear what you wrote i'm trying to see if we have pod. any new podcast i think we have one new one is it I've- the polar bear mom I think so. Okay, Polar Bear Mom. Yeah, t- yeah. I'm a new listener. Well, I'm in season three of podcasts already because I can't stop listening. This podcast is all things grays, but more. Your lovely hosts are amazing. They will make you laugh for sure. It's like a great hangout with friends. Talk of life, work, people, food, Grey's Anatomy, and so much more. Listen now. Thank you, Polar Bear Mom. Thanks, Polar Bear Mom. I hope your polar bear babies are doing Are great. doing well <laughs> in this soon-to-be um, winter season. Yeah. So, also, as a review, is it my turn? Yeah, no, I think no, it was my, no, you did, um, what's his name? Conan O'Brien. That was my lesson. first one. Yeah, but I haven't done one since. You did Radio Lab, and then you did, I thought you did another one. Oh, did I do two? I don't know anymore. I Maybe think not. I just. You choose, you do one. No, 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 Let's you each go. do a mini one. Okay, 
You Who's go your first. show? Okay, mine. I'm gonna do um, this new one that I found. Um, it's called Boob Sweat with Katie Storino. She, you know, Mega Babe, the like deodorant. Yeah, she's the creator of that. Oh, cool. And she's got like some of the, here's some episode titles: um, Divorce, uh, Women. Why don't they just lose some weight? That's she doesn't actually think women should lose weight. It's like uh-huh. the opposite. Uh, the choice not to have children. She just has like a bunch of crazy, like kind of taboo topics that she talks. There's one about weed that she talks to with like her other girlfriends. And I just feel like she just breaks a lot of stigmas with all of it. She's also amazing because on Instagram, she does this thing where she goes into um, like clothing stores and tries on their largest size, which usually doesn't fit and calls them out for like not being inclusive with their sizing. So I love her on Instagram. I love her on the podcast. It's love it. Boob sweat. Great. I am going to, um, this is also a new one I just found. It's Ooh. called Blood Ties. Okay. And it's by Wondery, who also did Dr. Death. I okay. don't know if you ever listened. Oh, and you Dirty John. That was the one you did. Oh, that is the but one. Anyways. Okay, sorry. So Dr. Death and Dirty Ooh. John. If you haven't listened to either of those, you should do those two. Um, but Blood Ties, it's a drama. Ooh. Um, and wait, how do I read the goddamn summary? You click on an episode and then... I don't know. <laughs> I think you have to go back to like search and search it. Oh, okay. Well, hold on because this is very important. As I'm searching it, I will tell you. But um, it's a, um, it's fictional. Um, so it's a story, fictional. Um, and Josh Gad is in it. Oh, as Olaf? Um, no, unfortunately. But um, Jillian Jacobs and Josh Gad are in it. It's our family members are not always who we think. When Eleanor and Michael Richland lose their parents unexpectedly in a small plane crash, they must choose between two very different paths, honor their father's legacy as a world-renowned cardiologist or risk everything for the truth. The first season of a new six-episode fictional drama from Wondery, the makers of Dirty John and Dr. Death and Over My Dead Body. And so there is... Um, very me too theme throughout this and it's a drama and it's fake. Yeah. And it's Josh Gad and it's really great. Ooh, I So there's like three episodes. It's a six episode season one and there are three episodes in. Perfect. Those are great reviews. Yeah. What have, what's new with you? Well, I already posted about this in the Facebook group, but I guess I should probably just mention it on here. Um, I saw Frozen 2. Tell me your thoughts. I haven't seen it, so don't spoil. I'm but not going to spoil anything. I've listened to every song and know all the words. Okay, so. yeah. I can't stop listening to it. <laughs> okay, I want to just say that I watched Frozen. Yes. The original Frozen on Christmas Eve, and then a week later saw Frozen 2. So, I mean, they were very close. And I'd yes. never seen Frozen before. Yeah. Loved Frozen. Yeah. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be real. Frozen got better reviews, but I think I liked Frozen 2 more. Perfect. I loved Frozen. Thought it was great. Thought the theme was great. There's just this other really great theme in Frozen (laughs) 2. And my sister and I left the theater and we went with my mom and we sat in the front row and there were just children all around us. And then these three adult women watching Frozen (laughs) 2. And we left. And at the same time, Catherine and I looked at each other and we're like, I'm Elsa. And then we're like, no, I'm Elsa. And it's like, no, 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 I'm Elsa. And she's like, well, I want to be Anna, but I'm actually Elsa. And I was like, well, I want to be Elsa. And, then and we're I'm like, Elsa. Yeah. And then we we're like, mom, who's Elsa? And my mom was like, well, Bree's Elsa. And Catherine was like, well, you're just saying that because she has blonde hair. And my, <laughs> my mom was like, well, yeah, I mean, she does. And then, and then my mom, and then we just kept being like, well, there's parts to each in us and their stories. And then we'd be like, 
well, you're Anna during that song, but I'm Elsa during this song. And then I was like, well, I'm the fifth spirit. And Catherine was like, well, I don't want to be the fifth spirit. I just, it was like ridiculous if you've seen oh, Frozen 2. so too. fun. And it was very fun. How I cry when I listen to The Next Right Thing, the one that Anna sings. Yeah. Is it sad in the movie? It is, but I don't think it's as sad as you think. It is sad, but you're taking it from a very like yeah. Depression. I'm, I no, I also was like in a bad mood driving. No context. And I just was like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sad. Um, I also yeah, no context at all. Um, um into the unknown. Oh yeah, is a jam. My, it's a bop. And my then, favorite is um the show yourself. Yeah, that, well obviously and the and, Jonathan Groff song, the Lost in the Woods, such an '80s jam. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna Lost love in it. The see- woods. Oh, you got. You're gonna love it seeing it. Um, <laughs> but the show yourself, I cried so uh-huh. hard, and just like they did, it's just pretty. Like yeah. not just the song, but like what they created. Watching it was like, wow, this is so beautiful. <laughs> And I didn't know I could feel that way about a cartoon. Yeah, it's wild, right? I, yeah. I, that song really gets me. Also, Idina Menzel and Evan Rachel Wood, who is the other voice yeah. in that, unreal. Like, oh, yeah. Idina, like, just opens her mouth and it's like, I, how does she make that sound? Yeah. Also, I I love the song, The Some Things yeah. Never Change. I think it's really sweet. It is. Do you feel, uh, when I listen to those, again, I haven't seen this movie yet, but I've been listening to the yeah. songs nonstop. I feel like Kristen Bell has a very Kristen Chenoweth mm-hmm. vibe. So like when her and Idina are singing together, I think why I also like it is it's Wicked. very wickedy sounding. Yeah, like I agree. Even Elsa, like her songs and how powerful they are, mm-hmm. are just the same it's way Elsa. Like it's a very same, similar character. Yeah, there's like, not sisters, but like, what? Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's very similar. <laughs> One likes boys. Yeah, there's, um, there's this really great scene. And I won't ruin anything for you, but like, there's this hilarious scene where Olaf is like recounting Frozen One to people, like, yeah. and then, um, and it's all like really fast. He's like, and then this, no, and then this, and then everyone's like, oh god, oh yeah. no, and then there's this one part where he's like, at least I have my parents, and then it like cuts away from him, and then he's standing in the corner, and he's like, their parents were dead. <laughs> So funny. I laughed so hard. And it was everything Olaf did because he's like the comedic relief. Yeah. But so funny. But we're like sitting there as adults laughing, and you could just hear all these children giggling in the theater. Oh. And it was the most pure. pure, lovely thing. I was just like, oh my God, these kids. This is their fucking Lion King. Yeah. Which is way more depressing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I'm excited to see it. I feel overwhelmed. Because there's a lot that I need to see. Yes. Um, I, Little Women. We need to see Little Women. My Cats, friend, even though it got yeah, 20% exactly. on Rotten Tomatoes. My friend Lindsay saw Little Women and said that it was like the best. Like it is an instant, like just so unreal. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, okay, I need to see that. Yeah, need to see Cats with you. I feel like maybe we should just spend the day. Day at the theater. I think we should watch Cats first. Yes. To get it over with. To be silly. Yeah, and then like, because if you have to see, watch like a classic masterpiece. Like Little Women and then go see Cats. Cats yeah. You're going to be even more cynical seeing Cats. Right. So um, that, and then like Jake hasn't seen Rise of Skywalker yet, and I really want to go with him. So I need to watch that again. And Frozen 2. I have so, so little time. Yeah. So let's say maybe this weekend. Let's prioritize Little Women. Yeah. And then, well, and well, and cat. <laughs> Same day. Yeah. What if we do? My dad, when we were little, I don't think it would work in these fancy new theaters because you have assigned seats. Yeah. But my dad, 
when I was little, I have this memory of we got out of a movie. And you bop into the next. Could it have been Space Jam? Or was it like <laughs> Could it have been? <laughs> because I feel like that's the only movie my dad would have taken. Like, I have a memory of watching that with him, but maybe I was too little. Anyways, and he snuck us into another theater and we watched the end of another movie. Oh. Without paying. That seems rude. Yeah, but, well, you saw the end of a movie. That's not cool. Yeah, also that, like, years later, that same dad would yell at me for calling Colette <laughs> on a payphone pay and not, and when they ask for your name, I'm you say, you say, dad, pick me up. I got I don't have any money. And yeah. then, like, and then he was, he told me that because I go to youth group, I should know not to do those things. <laughs> Whatever, dad, you taught me to sneak into movie theaters. I think, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast, maybe not, but one time when I called from a payphone from Grand Haven 9, I think you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I had to call and tell my dad to pick me up because I had diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was in the movie. So there was like just the workers and it was silent <laughs> in the lobby. And I was like, Dad, can you come get me? And he's like, why? Because he knew the movie wasn't over yet. And I was like, I just, I need to go home. But he wanted a reason why. Right. And so I had to be like, diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Started at age like 12, man. I, I, my I, IBS is yeah. just... I think I really freaked my mom out this weekend because we were driving um, to Wisconsin and we were listening to Dixie Chicks. Mm-hmm. And, the song and you was, pooped your pants. No, no, that's a different story <laughs> with my mom. But Landslide came on, their like cover of it. And I was like, turn it off. I was like, mom, I have a weird memory. I was like, maybe you'll remember this. I was like, you had a Ford Escape. I was in like seventh grade. And she's like, okay, go on. And I was like, you were driving me and a friend to the movies and we were going to go see The Ring. She's like, what's that? I was like, the, the scariest movie yeah. I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Like the scary movie that still to this day fucks with me. Yeah. Like, I think because I was just so at a sponge age. Oh, it scared the shit out yeah. of me. <laughs> like I don't do scary movies. Yeah. So like, yeah. And um, I shouldn't have even thought about it. Too late at night. Yeah. And, um, now you have to get in your and car. And I remember we were, my, that was like my mom had that CD with like Traveling Soldier and Landslide, yeah. like that Dixie Chick CD. And we must have listened to it on the way there and back because when I, when those songs play, I think of the <laughs> ring. And I like, she was like, no, how do you remember that? I was like, I just do. It just connects. Same with like the Lilo, <clears throat> Lilo and Stitch soundtrack, which right. is Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride makes me think of Harry Potter because right. I listened to it a whole summer. Yeah. So. Do you have any weird ones like that? I do, but I can't think yeah. of them off the top of my head. But it is weird. And, or it's just weird how, like, memories just show up. Like, I just texted Reva today, and I was like, hey, do you remember when we lit your parents' counter on fire? And she just <laughs> responded, like, good times. Yeah. Like, it's just weird. Like, yeah. I haven't thought about that in years and years and years. And then I remember just, like, we yeah. something was on, like, a towel was on fire, and we set it on the counter, and the counter started on fire. Perfect. But, like, why does shit just come into your brain? No one knows. Um, oh, can you tell the, I think because we should post in the Facebook group, you should tell our listeners because they know about Gilmore Girls whenever, what funny thing that I got you for Christmas. Oh my also, God. Also, shout out, did I even tell, shout out to Liz, our patron, because she gave me the idea and sent it which, to Which, thank so you, Liz. It's all thanks to Liz. Um, so there's this thing called Cameo, which you can pay a person who is famous and it goes towards um, charity, right? Yep. Um, to give a little... M- message shout out, like a video shout out um, to you personally. So Abby comes over. We're going to do our gift exchange. She was like about to leave for 10 days. It was like, she wasn't going to come over and then she did. And it was like so lovely. It was my favorite Christmas. Yeah, it was just like so nice. (laughs) Didn't need anything else. Yeah. And um, so we do our first gifts and they were all great, whatever. And then Abby's like, okay, you need your computer for your like third gift, which is like excessive third (laughs) gift. What on my computer? What's it going to be? And then she had emailed it to me and then she turns it and it's like, it shows up. It's Mrs. Kim 
And then she's like, you have to hit play. And I was like, this is really bizarre. And it was Mrs. Kim from Gilmore Girls saying, hello, Bri. Got my name wrong. Called me Bri. And then she said, I've watched it so many times. And then she like wishes me a Merry Christmas. She sings a bit. And then she says, um, she says, Merry Christmas to you. And then up from Merry Christmas, dear, dear Bri, or sometimes BJ Babs. And then she and she says, Merry Christmas. Me and and Lane. Lane and Ab- and your good friend Abby. <laughs> and then she tells me that boys don't like funny girls. And then she does a weird New Year's dance with glasses. To Gangnam style. Yeah. So it's playing in the and background. Then, she calls me BJ Babs again. And she goes, peace out. Yeah, and then I like I think my brain stopped working. Like, I didn't know what happened. I didn't know what to do. I didn't understand if that was directly... Well, when she said bry, I didn't You're know right. if it was directly made for me. But then when she said BJ Babs from Abby, and I was just like, how the fuck <laughs> did you do well, this? Well, because Brie hadn't heard of Cameo before. Never. Which is, I think now, I feel like the problem when too many people are going to start to know about it, mm-hmm. it like isn't as crazy. Because I had never heard of it. And then I watched a bunch of videos. So the shock was less, like was worn off. But yeah. It was awesome. I, I was like, I also love that you showed me that you can get a cameo from the Night King without his makeup on. It's <laughs> yeah. just ridiculous. Weird people. Deluca from Grey's was on there, but he was the only Grey's. Oh, and Bokey. but she oh. was pricey. She was like one twenty-five. Well, and then like Luke was on there. And yeah. He looked rough. And then Christopher yeah. was on there. And he was, he was wacky as hell. <laughs> He's got something wrong with him. Yeah. And then Kirk. Yeah. Oh, Kirk was oh so good. You guys, he did like a. He was gonna sing a song, and he goes. Or as Kirk would say, and he like straightens up really awkwardly and he's like, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas (laughs) to you. Merry Christmas, dear BJ. Merry Christmas to you. Like just so awesome. So it's my new favorite thing. So it was a really great gift and I'm very grateful. And I will have it forever. So if anyone from Grays is ever on there, um, we would like a gift. Yeah. Just think if all of you did it, be like 50 cents a person. Yeah. If Meredith got on there. Well, and then imagine then you they would tell know them about, about the podcast. podcast. Yeah. I know. Like, we hear you have a Maybe podcast. I should do it with Boki. Maybe she'd tell them. Yeah. She's in every fucking you episode. You only get like 200 characters to type what you want. Because I wanted to write so much to Mrs. Kim. Like, hey, Gilmore Girls is really special yeah, to I did BJ. write that though. Um, but you, for the Grey's one, I'd be like, hi, I have a Grey's and Emmy yeah. podcast. Could you please pass this on to Shonda? Like, you are my one yeah. connection. Maybe I should try. Yeah, we could pull like our money. For Wait, we'll use our Patreon money. Yeah. Do you think DeLuca would do it? Probably not. I don't think Boki would. No. But she doesn't want to lose her job. But DeLuca might. Maybe. Oh, that'd be so great. They probably know we exist. No, they don't. I want them to. But anyways, well, we have a really good long episode for you today yes. uh, with one of our patrons. So we won't keep you, but just make sure that you go to patreon.com slash the on-call room if you would also like to join our community. It's been really fun. Everyone has been just writing great messages in the group lately, and we love them all. So Yeah, and everyone's just... And it's really fun to have co-hosts on. And so... Yeah, and Brie and I, like, participate in the group. Like, you guys lead it, but we are there, and we comment, and it's really yeah. fun. So... So... All right. All right. Um, uh, take a little break, and then on to the episode. Sounds good. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today... 
scrubbing in with us. We have Nicole. Hi, Hello. Nicole. Hi. <laughs> we're so happy you're here. Yeah, we're uh, meeting so many patrons. This yeah. whole, this whole season is going to be like crazy. Patron-filled. Patron-filled, um, yes. So we like to start out by just um, asking you, like, who you are, what you do, where you come from, whatever you want to say about yourself. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, Go ahead um, and share. <laughs> Hey, um, so I'm Nicole. Um, I live in Seattle. I actually work in the, like the shadow of the Space Needle. Um, wow. The shadow of it. <laughs> yeah. So every time I look at it, I think about like, every time I see like the outdoor scenes in Grey's Anatomy, I kind of judge if it actually is what it is. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, and I work in IT at, um, and, um, uh, so that's who I am. That's what I do. That's perfect. Uh, um, do you, I have a question about living in Seattle. Do yeah. you, um, do you feel like it does a good enough representation of the city in the show or do you like wish it did more like actual, like local filming? Um, I think it's okay. I don't judge it too much. In yeah. the latest season, um, what was it? Meredith was filmed around Belltown a lot. Um, so oh, that was when cool she was picking see. up trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like a few blocks from my apartment. So, um, oh. I'm very sad to not see that actually happen, but, yeah. um, and then you, um, I like they filmed in the. Uh, I feel like in the last two seasons they've done a little bit better job with it. Like they filmed in the Seattle Center with Teddy and Meredith at that park, and um, right, they right, flapped an orca card uh, at one point. So I, I like the little things that they put in there. I can't imagine if a show I watched was like in Grand in, Rapids. Yeah, I'd be like so excited. Um, have you lived in Seattle your whole life? Um, Tacoma, which is a bit south okay. of there, and just moved okay. up like three years ago for work. So nice. Yeah. So cool. Um, okay, so how did you, or when did you start watching Grey's? Oh, since the very first episode. Oh, wow. You're an OG. Yeah. Yeah, my sister was like, hey, there's a cool medical drama that's going to start. Do you want to watch it? I'm like, okay. And that's how that happened. Yeah. And then have you ever taken a pause or you've just been through and through? I almost did during season five during the ghost sex. Um, yes. There's a lot of those I fast forwarded to through. But um, but then it came back around, so I haven't really stopped watching it. Wow, you worked through the ghost sex and yeah. found your way <laughs> yeah. back, even through the podcast. That's amazing. That was um, rough. <laughs> yeah. So who's your favorite character? Mm. Oh, that's hard. Um, I love Callie, mm-hmm. mostly because she was like the first brown bi woman on TV that I saw, and, um, and I'm bi too, so that was cool to see that there, and I just yeah. love her in general. And then um, Lexi and Mark I love, of course, as well. Um, and Christina yes. is up there. These yeah. are all good answers. This is a great episode kind of for you. It has a little bit of each of them. I feel like doing something interesting. Yeah, um, I actually love these two episodes a lot. So. Good. Yeah. Do you have a favorite couple? Mm, let's see. So usually Lexi and Mark, but um, watching these episodes remind me of how great Teddy and Henry were as well. Oh, I so love them so much and I, f- I wish we got more time with them. I know. I know. It's coming in hot. As soon as the end of the episode eight happened, I just was like, I was with my mom in the car watching these and I was like, no, no, I'm not ready. Like, I just am not ready for this. Just as it was getting good. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite um, storyline or um, episode or something that's like iconically Grey's? Um, mm, It's hard. Uh, I really like season three in general. Um, I really love the um, the episodes that are coming up um, with them doing the boards. Yeah, I yeah, that, that I really like that uh, that whole arc. 
I don't even, this is so exciting to me. I feel like, like in those podcasts, not like Gilmore Guys, where the one guy doesn't know what's happening, because I don't remember like the details of these. So this is, like, I don't remember boards episodes other than didn't April and Jackson have sex? Yes. That's all I remember. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was a very big part of it. Yeah. Um, Awesome. That's so great. And then we always love to ask, too, do you have an unpopular opinion? Um, I really like Penny as a character. I really like her. Yeah. That's a good one. That is very unpopular. Yeah. <laughs> so great. I really liked her when she interacted with like the other residents. I'm not sure how much I liked her with Callie, but um, I really liked when she interacted with her class. Yeah. Nice. That's a brave take. I like you and standing strong in <laughs> yeah. your ideals. I don't know how I feel about her anymore than she killed Derek. So Yeah. But maybe she is a good person. <laughs> she could just be. in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you we tried, yeah. Uh, is there any other questions we asked? Um, how did you find the podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah. Reddit. So I was I, I was on the Grace Anime subreddit. I think I was looking about for a podcast. It was some random ass post. And one of you guys replied talking about your podcast. Oh so I was my like, God, that was out. me. Yeah. Wow, it worked. Brie hates yeah. though. She doesn't hate Reddit. Her, her boyfriend okay, my, is always on my Reddit. My boyfriend is always on Reddit. <laughs> and I like don't think I get it. Like, because I've gone on Reddit at work. And, like, I think you have to, like, search things or follow things, right? Because, like, the main page, I'm just very confused about what is... The main page is is okay. So I've been using Reddit for, like, 10 years now. It's changed a lot. But um, I feel like with Reddit, it's a lot about what niche subreddits you like. Like, Mm -hmm. I like the Grey's Anatomy subreddit. like the... um, uh, the Taylor Swift subreddit, like a few different subreddits, and each of them feels like their own little community, while, like, the main page is kind of just everyone in it. Yeah, it, it really depends. I like the Ask Reddit subreddit just because you read all the stories and stuff, but it's, eh, yeah. it's Reddit. That's so funny. Yeah. I remember randomly, I don't know why I went on the Grace and Anatomy one. There was like, I was looking for something, and then I saw... I don't know. I or maybe I was. Oh, I think I was searching. Um, oh, I was searching Grey's Anatomy podcast, and like a subreddit came up of someone asking if there were any, and I like made an account to reply and be like, "Yes, hello, hi." Wow. And so, um, yeah. So that's so amazing. Abby, that's amazing. And now yeah, I still weirdly post, get yeah. emails from subreddit Grey's, and I don't know where they go. I think they go in my tr- junk mail folder, but I get them every morning. <laughs> I was trying really hard to like find some subreddits about like hauntings and <laughs> I just kept getting like going to the same ones that like no one has posted in in a really mm-hmm. long time so mm-hmm. it's just rereading the same things <laughs> and then I yeah and then I stumbled upon this story and it was like pages and pages long and I was like this is fucking crazy like this account is insane and it turns out it was fiction <laughs> and this has happened to me twice now once with a podcast and once with the bread. and so I'm like very gullible and I probably shouldn't be on those platforms because I'll believe anything Brie once found a podcast that she thought was was it called again oh my god it was about aliens and oh shoot was it? I don't remember what it was called the message or something yeah and like if you listen to the message you like died and they were like we play the message on the last episode and I was like freaking out <laughs> I was like, do I listen to it or don't I? And I was texting Abby about it, like, this is crazy. And then I started doing research about it, and they were like, this is not real. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. You would have been, like, in the War of the Worlds radio show thinking yeah. that, like, it was happening. Yeah, I think because, like, that was when um, those, like, podcasts were getting really big where um, they're, like, stories. What are yeah. those called? Like, well, like, I don't know, like, serial kind of, like, those yeah. kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, like, anyways. Yeah. 
Maybe uh, we, yeah. Tannis, yeah, exactly, like that. So that's why you like fan fiction so much. Mm-hmm. You just go right in. Yeah. Um, okay, perfect. So that's great. We're gonna do season eight, episodes seven and eight today. Um, so we're gonna read the monologues, we'll go through all our stuff, and then we'll start our discussion. All right. Um, the first one's put me in coach, or if you read that wrong, couch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but sometimes it gets confusing. Do you want to read that one? Sure. Okay. Um, surgeons can't be lazy. The risks are too great. The second we stop pushing ourselves, something terrible happens, something we never see coming. So we may not always be winners, but we're not lazy. We take chances. We go for broke. We swing for the fences. And sometimes, yeah, we strike out, but sometimes you get a home run. Meredith Gray, that's a very fitting a monologue. Very on theme. Yes. Um, okay. And the next one's called Heart Shaped Box. So you're in the OR repairing a vena cava when suddenly everything goes to hell. So you cut this, suture that, and soon that crappy situation is a thing of the past. Too bad you can't meet all of life's challenges with a surgical scalpel. I mean, you could try, but I'm pretty sure that'd be considered assault. It's a little bit horrifying just how quickly everything can fall to crap. Sometimes it takes a huge loss to remind you of what you care about the most. Sometimes you find yourself becoming stronger as a result. Wiser, better equipped to deal with the next big disaster that comes along. Sometimes, but not always. Oh, that's how it is. <laughs> I read that. Sometimes, but not always. Period. Meredith Gray. Okay, you want to do shotgun workup? I feel like you haven't done sure, it in a while. Sure, I will. I will try my best. Um, all right, we have patient one, Mr. Felker, angioplasty. We have Carl Shatler, multiple contusions, scalp lacerations, hand injuries, cardiac tamponade, intraluminal flap, pericardial effusion, thoracic aortic dissection. Nice. Don't want to be Carl. Um, (laughs) Carissa Bayer, hypothalamic hamartoma. Henry Burton, oh. Additional BS testing, also second episode, lots of blood. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great medical term. Judge Bretner, prostate cancer. Louise O'Malley, remnant cystic duct. Justine Campbell, aneurysms. Nice job, Abby. Um, you want to okay. do rounds? Yeah. So for rounds, um, we have a bit of a Zola update. Alex is kind of rushing around, goes to a judge um, to try and get her case heard before the judge and like Marin Dare and that whole situation. Um, then we have Christina graduating from Teddy's training. We have the Plastics Posse. Along with that, we figured we'd talk about Jackson and Lexi and their relationship and end of relationship. Then we have Bailey's trial and Meredith... Um, involving herself in it. Henry's health plus his future, um, kind of his argument with Teddy. Um, We wanted to just talk about the baseball game in general (laughs) Uh because I feel like that's important. Um, Mrs. O'Malley coming to the hospital and Callie um, finally opening up to her. And then Derek's new medical values and ideas. (laughs) Did you have anything else you wanted to add, Nicole, to rounds? Oops. Um, I think that covers it. Okay, cool. Perfect. So first notes? Uh, yeah, go ahead, Nicole. You are our guest. You go first. Um, classic scene with Christina and Meredith lying in the grass. Yes. yes. And, and then the reveal of them playing softball. <laughs> yeah. I, yes, I love that. I said, I love these two laying together. And then I said, oh, wait, and a lot of laughs. They're playing softball. Yeah, I just love that they like they made it look like they were alone in a field. Like yeah. just the directing of that and everything, because we've seen that before. Yeah. I just thought that was wonderful. <laughs> Could but, you at least stand up? Yeah. <laughs> Hut says. Um, should we... Well, let's. Should we start with? Let's like start with something like light and small. Okay. None of them are. No, not really. Um, maybe smaller is the plastics posse. Yeah, let's let's do it. Um, okay. So 
Okay, so this was like, I feel like kind of the, at first you think the end, but then really the beginning of the Plastics Posse. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they frame so much of their uh, relationship like as an, a romantic relationship. Yeah. I just think it's, I think it's comedic, but like not to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at the right notes to see like where we get the first um, like note about this. I think it's just in the second episode, right? Yeah, it's like whenever... Um yeah, second episode, Jackson doesn't want to do the surgery. And then yes. um, Alex says that Mark said they're breaking up the plastics posse or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, I feel like it, the whole storyline kind of starts in the baseball game when we learn that Mark is dating a Opto- eye doctor. Yeah, like an optometrist. A, yep, an eye doctor from Seattle Presbyterian. Okay, I had a question about that. Wasn't there a merger with Seattle Press? I don't know. No, that was, um, oh, what was the other one? Mercy um, West. Yeah. Yeah, Mercy West. Okay. Okay. Um, also love, I mean, I don't know if I love, I thought it was interesting that like they were led also by like an older black man, like chief, you know, yeah. like, like why is it that the person in charge is like an elderly black man always? Yeah. I like, why couldn't it be a young woman or a yeah. young black woman? Like why it just, it made me laugh that it was like, it was like, I think maybe mirroring, I don't like, know, yeah. like, but it was just funny. Um, but yeah, so Lexi, uh, goes to pitch at the end of the game and throws the ball directly at her boobs because she's, like, <laughs> yelling things. Um, and Jackson is just kind of, like, like watching all of this from afar and realizing it and being not happy that, like, Lexi won't admit she still has feelings for Mark. Right. Um, he's so salty, though. I hate when, like, the men in the show, or I guess anyone, like, take the, like, passive-aggressive stance on it, and he's just, like, moody. And yeah. she's like, see you tonight. And he's like, eh. How did you feel about it, Nicole? Um, just the entire Jackson thing or just like the yeah, way just he anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like it's been kind of slowly I feel like Jackson's always kind of known yeah. that Lexi's had feelings for Mark, but kind of ignoring it and it's just harder and harder for him to ignore now. I think so. Um too. yeah, especially yeah, just hitting the um hitting the chick in the boobs <laughs> and and I guess he just has to deal with it now just because it's starting to get in the way of his career. Right. I, I thought it was funny that Callie said she injured her boobs. She's in good hands yeah. like with Mark, um, which is such a great comment. Also feel so sad for Lexi. Um, yeah. But, but I, the, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that Avery then like breaks up with Lexi and she said like, you're picking Mark. And he says like, yeah, I'm picking Mark. And I love that he stops and he asks, asks, asks her, can you tell me I shouldn't? And there is no response from Lexi. And so it's, very obvious. Like, it's sad. Like, Lexi doesn't want to... Ne- like, she wants to want Avery. And we see that in kind of a mirror story with, like, the woman who's having an aneurysm and who's an author. But she just... She loves Mark. Yeah. I, I actually... I guess we'll, we'll kind of slide it. Let's just talk about Lexi and, and Avery since we are. But, like, the, yeah. that that patient who was the author, I wanted to look out when this episode aired, if it had anything to do with, like, when the last Harry Potter book came out. Oh, no, it would have been way after that. But because it, I felt like the way she was, like... I have to finish this series for my writers. Like, maybe I was just in Harry Potter mode in my head. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, holy shit, what if J.K. Rowling had died before? Um, but I love that they—I loved her storyline, and I loved that Lexi was working with her and, like, got so into the story and then realized that, like, she wanted that character to be with, like, the Jackson character. That's easier. Mm-hmm. He's good. It makes sense. This works. But that's not— her, her, the real soulmate is. And yeah. I just thought that was like a beautiful mirroring. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to move my chair. Mirroring thing. Yeah. I don't know. Did anyone else get a little emotional when she was like reading that, when the patient woke up from surgery and she had to like, she was just like so mad at her. I yeah, know. I was super mm-hmm. emotional. I felt like 
because Lexi, like I said, like Lexi wants it to be Jackson. It makes sense. Like he's a good guy. He really cares for Lexi. Yeah. He hasn't done anything wrong. And and she sees herself in these characters, as we all do in like a fictional thing. You get really attached to um, characters in a book and you put yourself in those situations. Right. And then she wants those characters to do what she wants to do and they don't and it makes her very mad and I yeah yeah I love that she just said she should it's not fair which yeah. like it isn't fair like this whole storyline also especially not fair that they both die but yeah. like it's just it's really rough and I I liked seeing her finally be sad and I love the way that lady like held her hand and was like do you want to write the book yeah. some more yeah. which I was like girl you just had an aneurysm blow like you yeah. are a giver but um yeah I don't know I loved that yeah, I think it's good that they broke up. Yeah. It's yeah. just weird that, like, an episode ago, he was telling his mom that, like, he really liked her. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess but I does. think I'm, like, I'm happy that Jackson realized, like, I am sacrificing my career for this woman. Right. Who act like, who doesn't love me in the way. I don't think, I think Jackson would sacrifice his career for Lexi if she felt the same way right. about him. But right. he realized she doesn't. So, yeah, the way the yeah. way that he just yeah, the way like even she said you're picking Mark. Like it's like yet again she's losing something to Mark. Like yeah. like so much is tied to him. Yeah. Um but then I feel like that breakup leads to a beautiful beautiful uh romance of him and Mark yeah. together, which yeah. like what do you guys think of first before that? The scene when um Derek is talking to Mark about like Mark approaches Derek and like looking for advice. I'm trying to remember that. When he's in the room with, with him and he's like, he's like, I, here, I have it right now. He says, um, do you know what I'm talking about, Nicole? When him. Yeah. Yeah. It's when, um, what was it? Yeah. He uh, basically Derek says, if you love him, let him go free and he'll come back. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I wrote Mark is talking to Derek about Avery. Like he's a woman. I love that Derek <laughs> acts like this is serious. Derek does this thing where he like sets down his books, turns his chair <laughs> and like looks directly at Mark. Um, and then he tur- when Hunt comes in, and he goes, Mark is afraid that Avery's going to break up with him. And he's like, this is serious between us two. <laughs> yeah. I do remember what you're talking about now. I love that. Do, yeah. Do you think his advice of if you love someone, set him free? Do you think Mark was about to set Jackson free <laughs> at the end? And then when they like said the other thing, do you think that's what was going to happen? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I just um, love because Mark, in, in these past couple episodes, like Mark has never chosen to teach someone. And right. he like sees something in Jackson. And so he's choosing to put himself out there. And also I feel like Mark doesn't very often get rejected. Right. And so he's getting rejected and it hurts, you know? And he doesn't know how to handle that. And um, I think it's it's a fun little bit that they're doing, yeah, you know? Just the way he was like... I want to be your teacher. I want to be your student. And then they both like awkwardly shake hands. Yeah, yeah. And then like, okay, I'm going now. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's a little bit of humor we needed in this episode. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, So the Plastics Posse. He, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is Jackson still in Plastics in current yeah. seasons? Like, yes. is that his specialty? Yes. Okay. Um, Do you have anything else about them, Nicole? Like any feelings? Uh, I just love them. And I like how they've been slowly building up. Yes. To the summit, like the whole entire season, or the past few episodes at least. Yes. Um, yeah, I just love the Plastics Posse. I love their relationship so much. And I love how Mark is basically like Jackson's dad for a lot of yes. it. Like when Jackson's going off to the board, Mark gives him like a, a wad of cash. And, yeah. and uh, it, it's just cute to see them lean on each other. 
Yeah, and yeah. I, I think it's going to be really cool, too, because at the end of the season, it's going to lead to the speech that when Mark, before he dies, gives mm-hmm. to Jackson, saying, like, if you love someone, tell them, which essentially then Jackson does to April in the middle of her wedding ceremony. So I feel like even though Mark ends up dying at the end of the season, like, his actions and his relationship with Jackson move forward for the rest yeah. of the show, which is really special. Um, yeah. Well, that speech is probably my favorite speech in the Ugh. entire show. It's so tragic, too. We just, too. Like, watched it recently. Yeah, because I, I watched Jackson <clears throat> and April's wedding for fun. And yes. then I was saw, saw somewhere that someone commented that it's, like, that's what he told him to do. And I was like, oh. Right. It's just so weird. In retrospect, like, you don't know those things. Like, when that episode aired and he gave that speech, you wouldn't realize that then that's going to influence his decision later. It's just, right. That's yes. why you got to do a rewatch. Yeah. <laughs> and have a podcast. And have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, should we talk about... Do we just talk about the baseball game? Like, sure. just get it, not get it over with. I really, how, what did everyone, how did you like it or did you think it was stupid? I thought it was funny. Like, yeah, it was good. I just think, like, these are doctors who, like, are fucking terrible at softball. <laughs> and I love that Ch- Chief Hunt, like, really wants to do really well. He really wants to beat the other team or beat the other hospital. And, so badly that he would hire Henry on for a day so he could play softball with them. <laughs> that part when Bailey's like, what are you here for? I work here. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, also, we did Did we know that Henry was a pro baseball player? No. This? I feel like once when um, Henry was talking with um, Teddy's date during that, uh, that um, one hour, going hour episode, uh-huh. and they were talking about, he was talking about being a pro player with the dude. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, good. That came full circle then. I also do love that he goes pro shipping clerk now, like when, because he's like not playing ball anymore. Um, some other great moments that like led to the final game too is when Henry and Hunt are trying to figure out who's playing in what position. And she's like, does, can Meredith catch? And he's like, let's see. And he goes, great. And he throws the ball and instant Hunt, or I mean, Chief Weber just pops out of nowhere yeah. and like grabs it. And he goes, Hunt, what the hell? <laughs> like there are so many moments again in this episode where where like Weber is suddenly up there. Like he pops out behind Christina. Like he just, yeah. he does so many. He's just, it was so funny to me in these episodes, but just the way he catches it so quickly. <laughs> Hunt, what the hell? <laughs> I, yeah, I love, I love to like during when during the game when Owen takes another timeout and like just stands around to tell them like what great surgeons they are and like how proud he is of them and they they say something like do you think we're gonna win and he's like hell no like you guys are <laughs> terrible yeah. at softball but like I'm so happy to work alongside all of you I thought that was really sweet it was I also felt like it was very like a sports movie like it yeah. was like trying to be some sort of. Um, I don't know, like inspirational. I just why also in the beginning I wrote I am Richard because he's just reading on the baseball yeah. like he's like sitting on the sides. That would be me. Like I don't want to play. And I love that Christina and Mara are drunk. Oh, so drunk. <laughs> All the flask scenes were fantastic. The way like yeah. when Bailey and Meredith are yelling at each other, Christina's Christina, smiling. And, but she's like holding the flask and she sort of, like awkwardly <laughs> tips it into her mouth. Um also it, it the game, like practice of the game leads up to Lexi like throwing the ball for Derek on the roof, which as someone living in Seattle, are you now concerned that you might get hit with a baseball? <laughs> the building where that is located, I don't think the roof is can do that. But yeah, yeah I, was, I made a note saying how, like, why are they playing it on the roof? Like that feels more dangerous than golf balls. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, what else happens in the game that's 
John was all mad about how Derek was holding the bat, too, in that scene. He was like, <laughs> why is he holding the bat like that? And I was like, and then Lexi ends up, like, Fixing like, it? Well, yeah, and then that inspires him with the right. surgery. And I was like, that's why. To, like, <laughs> advance the story, John. Come on. Also, when Meredith and Christina are drinking and they're talking about the trial, and Christina goes, your mom would have been proud. And then they just laugh because, like, <laughs> they're not actually being serious. Um, I felt like that was, like, at first I was like, wow, Christina's saying something. I was like, that doesn't make sense. And then, yeah, are you drunk? She goes, she is. We are. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's the part two where like Bailey shows up and she catches the ball and like Meredith and Bailey start getting into it. We were talking about that earlier. And I don't know if like Meredith says something like, what is your problem? <laughs> and then there's this like hilarious moment where I don't know if they like make up or something, but Christina has a really big smile on her face. Do you know what I'm talking about? She's yeah, like, it's like a gift. And yeah, Google. people post it all the time in the Facebook right. group. And I thought it was very funny. I was like, oh, that's the scene. She also tells Meredith to get out of those ridiculous pink— Or no, Chief says that. Never mind. Get out of those ridiculous pink scrubs. Um, and then I also just have a note that Christina and Meredith drinking out of a flask would be Abby and me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Nicole, if she was here with us. Yes. <laughs> um, I— I also think it's a little foreshadowing, which we, I don't want to talk fully about Henry yet, but at the end, which, oh, first of all, Teddy, like, wanting to pitch so badly. Oh my I God. love that part. She's <laughs> yeah. so cute. She tries so hard, which at first I thought maybe she would be good because wasn't there, like, a scene when they're at war? Or is that later in seasons? When... Oh, oh where they're, like... Uh, play- Go ahead, Nicole. I, I'm trying to remember if that happened yet or not. I think it did. Yeah, I, I think, think so it too. did. I think it's like the first when we learn about Owen's past, like with the, yeah. um, but yeah, they're playing. So I thought for sure she'd be good. And then I forgot she's terrible. And the way that they like hunt's like, you got to get her off the mound. And, and Henry's like, wow, great job, hun. It's like, what's what Jake would say to me if yeah. I sucked? And then he pretends that he's dying and can, he's like, I feel my device fall. Like, oh, we don't have much time. And it's just very sad for, yeah. you know, some foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I the Teddy thought, Henry scenes were like my favorite in these episodes. Same, oh yeah, same. Just, this entire season, they've just been so cute. And then it was like peak here, and then and then, and then other goes, stuff happened. Yeah, afterwards. yeah. Um, Bailey's disgusted at drunk people. Also, she's like disgusted by Christina and Meredith. And she's April's like, super drunk. Oh too. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I'll freaking drive you home. Yeah. Um, I love too when they're all like passing a flask around. They're passing a. A flask and a fifth around. So, like, April takes both, passes the fifth, <laughs> drinks out of the flask, and then Karev goes to pass it to Chief, and he just looks at him like, I'm a fucking alcoholic. <laughs> oh, like, I missed that. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And Karev's kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, um, I also love, too, like, and I know we'll talk about what Alex did, but, like, the way that when Meredith gets the text that she, like, kisses Karev on the head. Yeah. Like, she just, like, they're such good friends, and yeah. that whole storyline's coming no, A lot's together. been forgiven. Um, but I, I would give the baseball scene a 10 out of 10 scalpels. It was so oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. It was just fun to see them outside of the hospital. And it's rare that we get that. And it was like a big portion of the episode. Yeah, I, feel was, like. I kept thinking, is this episode over yet? Like no. there's a lot of baseball. Yeah, there was. And I thought it was fun. I did too. Um, okay. What else? Um, should we talk about? Should we talk about Zola? Sure. Okay. I just picked it because it's number one. Number one. Um, so Christi- or Christina, uh, Karev, well, it all starts because 
Arizona tells Kreb that he has to give the sign off on like Zola's medical records because they're transferring her to a different hospital on a different doctor because there's a conflict of interest and Kreb is pissed off about that. Yeah, he's not happy about that. And also in the beginning, I think it's important to note that Christina and Meredith agree that they're keeping the faith. Yes. And Christina means that in sense of like her cardio like career and for Meredith, the thing with Zola. Um, I also think right away too, there's this idea where um, Derek, when he refuses to do that surgery on that patient, he says he's sick of half measures. I had Zola, like she was at my house and now she's not. It, it was just weird. Like he is clearly like relating Zola's situation to like everything, which I don't know is like the smartest thing to do. But he is frustrated. Like they're they're just all very very frustrated. Um, yeah, my note about Derek is I said he was really struggling today. <laughs> he was having a bad day. I mean, right? Like he seemed like pretty. Like when he started talking about Zola, like pretty aggressive and very upset and like I'm. I'm not doing half measures anymore. Like, I lost my daughters. Like, whoa, right. Derek. Okay. Right. Yeah. Whereas, like, Meredith is just trying to stay light and positive about right. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, Karev goes to social services. Yes. And the lady is like, you have to mail it to the fifth floor, which is, never, don't ever tell Karev exactly where <laughs> you need to go. Um, that lady was not pleasant. Question for not. you two. Do you remember when watching this? Like, because I actually don't remember... It made me nervous when the judge, when he, like, spoke to the judge, and he's like, this is a federal offense, whatever. Does he go to jail? No. No. Oh, okay. I loved it, though. John was like, is this why Alex goes to jail? <laughs> you were like, that's in, like, five seasons. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. But it, it is, like, risky. I'm so proud of John for knowing that Alex goes to jail. <laughs> yeah, he's really knowing it. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised there's no, like, I guess in watching the latest seasons and going back to watch this, I had just how much there are no consequences in, in like yes. these, I guess before season 10, there's like no consequences for anyone for anything. And I was very surprised at Alex just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. The way he like, also like f- not flirts, but like talks to that lady as well as social services and trades a pro bono surgery for stats. Yeah. Um, he it easily. What? I said she folded really easily. And yes, just so easily. All the info. She must have a lot of fear surrounding the mole on her face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she really wanted to get rid of it for a while. Yeah. And he offered it. It just like, it really made me nervous though that when the guy was like, this is a federal offense, just because I didn't quite remember what happened. I was like, oh shit. Is yeah. this like what? I also thought it was like really like sweet and sad when he's like, how am I doing doc? And he's like, I don't know. Like <laughs> someone, like a, your doctor will be in at some point. I'm not here for that. You poor man who has prostate he cancer. He kept looking back to like find nurse, doctor. Yeah. Can you imagine like being no. coming and interrogating you? No. Like in regards to your job. Um, it is also crazy that Karev is still trying to fix what he did. What It wasn't even really he did. Like, Meredith did the thing that got her in trouble. Karev right. just, t- like, tattletailed. But, but, like, he still doesn't feel, like, good enough. You know what I mean? I feel like he just doesn't feel like he's completely made amends yet. And right. he knows that Meredith—he loves Meredith, and he knows she's a good mother. And so—and right. he cares for Zola, and he wants Zola to be— with parents instead of, like, in a foster home, you I, know? I also really want to point out, like, Alex, there are times that he is definitely not a good character. And, like, we, I think, forgive him so easily for bad things. But one thing I do like about him is, like, at the end, when Meredith says, like, oh, my gosh, we got a text from Janet. They got a hearing. He doesn't say that he 
because he did that. Yeah. Like, he's the kind of person that does things but doesn't need to be thanked for it, mm-hmm. which I think is super rare. Like, I would kind of want to be like, yeah, dude, I went to the judge. Like, yeah. you know? Um, and I, I just think that that's also really important to note. Well, yeah, I think he did that. It just showcases that what he did was for completely pure, like, reason. Right, and not for anyone to think differently of him. Yeah, and not to get any points or to... That's what I'm saying. Like, he just loves Meredith and he right. knows she, like, Zola should be with her. It's not even about, like, to me, it's not even about Meredith forgiving him. Right. No, not at all. He just knows it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on the Zola thing, Nicole? Did we miss anything? I think that about covers it. But yeah, I agree with Alex just wanting to make that right because that's something he never intended to do. So he's just trying to go back and get that to happen again. And it probably still feels terrible. And Meredith is like, was his first friend there, I think. Right. I feel like the guilt is just doesn't work with him very well. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. Nicole, I don't know if you know this. Is he I can't remember. Is he living back at Meredith's house? Ooh, um I don't I know he took his stuff at the end of last season, but I don't think he is ever he officially there? moved back in. I don't know. I don't know where he's living. He's just homeless in the parking lot. Yeah. Oh wait, no, he is because remember there's that episode. Where him and Jackson are eating at the counter with the oh, underwear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah. Sharing undies. Um, you pick. Also, like, Karev took, like, his whole day, like, to not work and see patients. So, I, lo- like, I love that Meredith noticed. She's like, where were you today? Like, yeah. it's not. Also, I always laugh. So they're all playing baseball. Who's there when they're all not there? Right? <laughs> okay, that's what John said. And I said, there have to be more doctors right, right. in the hospital than just these doctors. And then John went, well, why aren't they in the show? <laughs> <laughs> there should be a show about the other side. Yeah. Like, it's who's like, on yeah. the shift when well, they're remember not? remember Shadow Shepherd? Oh, yes. Yeah, so he was there. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, um, no one knew his name. Hopefully, um, we can find better people to play softball. Yeah, <laughs> right. Actually, that's the yeah, that's the the real question. Yeah, um, it's just these are the cool kids. Let's be honest; these are yeah, they are. Um, okay, maybe we should talk about something like. Well, maybe we talk about Bailey's trial since it has to do kind of with Meredith and perfect. Um, the whole thing. Um, do you have any thoughts about that, Nicole? Um, well, it really shows in comparison from Meredith this season and the latest season that she yes. is still the same Meredith that who who kind of just ignores the roles in and just goes with her intentions. Um, so yeah, totally. Um, totally I thought she was agree. a little bold. I can understand Bailey, Bailey's side and why she's upset with Meredith. Um, and then Meredith just keeps pushing it, and it somehow works out. Yeah. yeah well, I thought it was. I loved the part where. Meredith is reading her mother's journal. Yeah. And then Bailey is like, what? Like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm reading my mother's journal. And she's like, why? And she's like, because it's my My mother's. (laughs) You know, like, it's my. And I was like, fair. Honestly, like, it is her mother's journal. Like, she gets to do that. But, like, it's very obvious why she is doing that. Yeah, like, she didn't lie, but she also didn't tell the truth. Yeah. Um. Also, it, it, it is wild to me, and I, exactly what you said, Nicole, that, like, the current season, which is, is it 16 or 15? I think it's 15. 15. Is just how, or is it 16? Wasn't 15 the season of love? Isn't, isn't this? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it is 16. Um, but anyways, whatever one we're currently on, it is wild <laughs> to me how Bailey is also, as much as Meredith is the same, Bailey is also, like, 
she holds a grudge and she like sticks really strongly to what she thinks. And they have, but I just didn't realize that they had butted heads so much more like about this whole part, which Bailey's still mad at her because of what she did with Derek's trial. Like she still thinks that that was irresponsible. And and that's why when Meredith says like, it's between me, my husband and the chief, like, which is true. And I think like, and one of my notes is Bailey really has some serious issues with Meredith, but like, (laughs) I think she has from the beginning She's called Meredith, like, careless from the beginning. Right. And I think we kind of forget about it because there are a couple seasons in there where Meredith is, like, head of general surgery and she's, like, wins a Catherine Fox Award and, like, is doing really well that her and Bailey are are friends. Right. Um, But I think it is pretty consistent in this rewatch that, like, Bailey is like, Meredith, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. A, A lot of... The time. And I think it comes to head too with a little bit of an explanation at the end when they're operating on Mrs. O'Malley mm-hmm. and, and she talks about how like George was the good one and, and whatever. And and Mer- George was Bailey's favorite. Right. And Meredith is just like, you're right, he was. Like yeah. and, and so I think I think there's just a she, lot of she's dealing with. <laughs> she also tells Meredith that she is maddening, which I think I think is the best way to describe it because I think too. Like, Bailey is definitely a black and white person, and Meredith is a very gray. It's <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> She's a very, is a very gray person. And so um, I think Bailey has a really hard time seeing how something that might technically be wrong could be done in the right reasons. Yeah. You know? Um, I feel like Derek would describe her as maddening as well. Like, oh, yeah. I think so, too. Um I thought it- I I also love though too that like through this whole thing like we've sh- Bailey's been really pissed off at Meredith and then finally she's like Meredith figured out what was going wrong did the research showed Bailey marked the page and then at the baseball game or the softball game was like be in the lab Monday morning or whatever <laughs> and then like even through the Mrs. O'Malley thing Bailey was like I don't feel comfortable with you doing the surgery and Meredith stands up to her Bailey's like, fine, do the fucking surgery. And then even at the end all of, of all of that, Bailey was like, like, wear a sweater set, you know? And like yeah. gave advice about like, as surgeons, we seem cold and like you want to show that you're motherly. If it were me, I would wear a sweater set. Was right. like Bailey's still a human being at the end of the day. You yeah, know? yeah, she is. And I, I think it's I, I just think it's, they, I think being, like, the way Richard Weber is involved in this also, like, it's sort of a triangle. Like, Bailey being his, you know, at one point in time, like, his, the person he taught, the person he put under, like, his right-hand his protege. man. His protege. Mm-hmm. And then Meredith came in, and even now, like, Richard is the one encouraging Meredith to, like, he's like, I knew you couldn't stay away. And, yes. like, is still encouraging her to help with this because he knows that it'd be good for her. So I think it's, like, that it's not just Bailey and, and Meredith. It's also Richard. And then he, he ends up being the one that, like, breaks them up and, like, in the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's just an interesting triangle. I'm interested to see, like, how it, like, smooths out. Because I feel yeah. like, like you said, even though they're responding to each other, they're still not on good terms right, right. now. Nicole, do you think that uh, Meredith was in the right by like stepping on the trial and like telling Bailey what was up with the research and stuff. I think it's a little, um, I I can see both sides to it, but also it seemed like it needed to be done in this case. Um, And I also love how Richard and Meredith were talking in that one um, side 
a patient room about it in secret. Um, yes. Yeah. But um, I, th- I think Meredith was right and wrong, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, she was definitely overstepping boundaries and things like that, but it also helped in the trial. And she might have been like the only one who could have helped with the trial right. in that yeah. case. I think you're right. Like, it, like maybe not the best, but needed to be done. Kind of like you said. I did like that um, <laughs> she realized that Ellis was wrong. Like, like that, like, so, you know, here we're thinking they're just doing what Ellis had started, but really Ellis had a good idea, but it wasn't right. And I love that Mayor solved it. Like, yes. I think it was a cool full circle thing too. Yes. Yeah. Um, for, hey. with the mom. Thanks. That's really great. Thanks. Um, also, it was like at a great moment in that second episode, or no, the first episode when like, she finds out Alice was wrong. Mayor solved it. Kelly fixes the hand. Derek fixes the <laughs> yeah. brain. Christina operates. Like it's like a great little montage of like happy yeah. things happening. Um, but yeah. And then it all goes to shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, let's. I want to talk more about the O'Malley thing when we get to that. Like with yeah. Me. So um, do we want to maybe talk about like Derek's new medical values, or yeah. we could talk about Christina? Let's do Derek just because it's not that much. I feel like okay, but Derek is Derek is saying yes. Yeah, I yeah. said he's being innovative again. Um, and I also wrote: Is he allowed to just say no to a patient? <laughs> like that's a great question. Which who, I'm not. Well, I won't be able to answer that. But I thought that was interesting and also dumb. I like. Well, I thought it was. I actually really respected it. I like. I thought it was fair that he was like. I have this this procedure that I think that I can get all of it. And she's like, I don't want to risk that. And he respected that. He wasn't like, you should do it. He was like, I totally see where you're coming from. I have, like, let me see the list of doctors you've seen. They all said they do the same procedure. Right. And he's really great. Like, you should see him. Like, I... I don't know. I feel like as a surgeon, you would kind of have the right to say that. Yeah. How sad, though, to fly all the way there and then... I mean, I mean, I guess like he was just being like, I don't, I I don't know. I'm going to refer you out to someone who I think is going to do just as good a job on a, on something that I don't agree with the course of treatment. No, that makes sense. How cool. Did you guys think that was cool? The part when he's like, um, when he's like using the probe and it, and, and Lexi's going ding, like how it lights up. I thought like that testing thing is so cool. Yeah. I don't know. I just think medical stuff is sweet. Like that stuff. I like how, um, it was, um, it's Amy, Amelia, and Derek use similar things uh, later on when she appears and they're trying to do that thing and it lights up. And Yeah, yeah I just cool. love it. I made me want to play with it. It felt like Operation. <laughs> I love, too, that like when he has that like bing moment in his head, like, we've been adjusting the probe. We need to adjust like, the head. The head. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand any of that, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're right, Derek. That's what we need to do. Yeah, his like, his... Also how weird that a hunt's like... It's more in the body. Sometimes you just got to hit balls. And yeah. Like, it'll come to you. I was like, do people at real hospitals do that? I'm unsure. I don't know. <laughs> or only when there's a baseball game to be played. Hunt was actually probably just saying that because he wanted to practice <laughs> yeah, his swing. That's true. Not because it had anything to do with the surgery. Also, though, I, like, really love how Derek has taken Lexi under his wing. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. she's become the new gray neuro person. And, like, I feel like she's learning so much from Derek. Yeah. And I love that that's his, like, sister-in-law and, like... Like, I don't know. I just really love their dynamic together. And also that he's like, I'm saying yes. And then with the woman, the author who is having aneurysms, um, she was leaving against medical um, 
whatever. Right. And then Derek's like, you can't be in on this surgery because if you can't convince her to get this, then, you know, you have no business. So convince her and then you can do all these great surgeries. How freaking nervous would you guys be when he's like, just hold this, don't move. Like, how do you you hold something? Okay, so yeah, I want, like, when, when, um, I'm trying to think of, I like have specific moments like, um, oh, like don't move. Like if you're getting, I've had an x-ray done or like with like in at the dentist, don't move <laughs> or even like hold that smile, take a photo. I can literally feel my body shake. <laughs> like I haven't been at all. And then they're like, don't move in an x-ray. And I like, <laughs> and so I could not be a surgeon. No, a neurosurgeon. No way. No, it's wild. You I can't believe people want to do hands. that. No. <laughs> I am so afraid. I'd be, even just, it's not on my list. Even a milli- millimeter will like right. blow up her brain. <laughs> You're like, okay, cool. I also thought Why it was cool. That steady? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, what'd you say, Nicole? Oh, I said, I, how do they get their hands that steady? No one knows. I have no idea. I'd have to be dead to hold my hand that still. <laughs> I also love when, um, I think what really is framing this too is that when Derek says to Honey, he's like, you're worried about my reputation. And he's like, I don't have one anymore. Like, it's been ruined by the trial. So I actually think this is like a fresh start for Derek. Yeah. Where, like, he's not worried about his reputation anymore. He's starting from scratch. He gets to choose what he worries about. And he says, I feel I can change their story. And I love the little bit where he's like, you're worried I'm co- I'm too cocky or whatever. And he's like, I have a problem with arrogance. Like, it's I have a reputation for I was for arrogance. just about to say, like, Yes, I kind of, like, love what Derek's doing, but also it is very arrogant. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I can change <laughs> the course of all these people's lives. And, um, yeah, so, but, I mean, it's very Derek. He's yeah. very ballsy. And it makes him a great surgeon. Yes. So. Um, okay, Nicole, you get to pick. Um, Christina and Teddy training, Henry or Mrs. O'Malley? What should we talk about next? Ooh, um... Teddy and Christina. All right. Okay. You want to go first? Yeah. Do you have any, what do you have some thoughts on that or notes or? Um, let's see. Uh, I have a note around here. Um, I have a note that says that Teddy is still moving Christina through her trial period. And yes. this is like the last test. Um, I like, I just like how Teddy is this season a lot where she's very, she knows what she wants to do with Christina and She's just moving her through this stuff. And then when Christina is done, she just gets this great reward to yes. do whatever she wants and how she kind of like just passes all the tests and she's now Teddy, basically. Yeah. Well, and I couldn't remember. Well, we'll get to Heart in the Box. I couldn't quite remember what Heart in the Box represented. Um, but like, I couldn't really remember. I knew what the reward was, but I couldn't remember why Teddy was finally like, you're done. And then when the surgery was happening with April, I was like, aha, I remember this. It was great to watch. Like it yeah. felt like like when she's like, crack it, April, and she's getting like her gloves on and everything. Like it actually felt good as a viewer to watch Christina be calm and tell someone else to do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like, I also loved before any of that happens that um, uh, Christina has to do an angioplasty and like- Roto-Rooter. The yeah, and is like very upset by it with and tells Meredith and it's just kind of like, Bleh. And then Meredith, I find this very interesting that Meredith brings it up to Teddy. Right. Which like, I feel like was really out of place Meredith. I don't think that was really right of her to do. But I love Teddy's responses like, doing it as a first year is about like the training it. Doing it as a fifth year is about respect because she is seeing- 
the like the the disease d- from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, from the beginning of that, she's going to see her whole career and like respecting the heart and what the the disease is. And I was like, wow. And she said that you have to be, you have to go to the beginning to understand the end. And that's how Meredith figures out the hypothesis thing. Right, right. But like, I was like, wow, Teddy, like that's very, like, I just felt like really insightful. Yeah. And um, Teddy's a great teacher. Yeah, she's a great teacher. She's like when you hate when you're in the middle of a teaching moment, but then you're like thankful that you had it. Yeah. Um. So... Anyway, they leave the surgery and like April pretty much does the whole thing. And Teddy is asking Christina, like, why didn't you just do the surgery? And Christina seems like really irritated. Annoyed, yeah. yeah. She's just like, because April had it. And and then she's like, right, but why didn't you do it? And then Christina's just like, I like, and gets all irritated. And then um Teddy tells her she's graduated and she's like, you're messing with me. And then <laughs> she tells her to make this list. And I had GGBs when she says that she's graduated because for the first time, yeah. like Christina put the patient first and she worked on a team and like that was the doctor that she wanted to see. Right. And I was just like, fuck yeah. Yeah, at first I thought it was just like the part about her being on a team. But then when she said the sentence, you put the patient before yourself, I, I just really loved that because yeah, like, that patient needed his chest cracked immediately. He did not need to wait until Christina could do it. Right. And so, like, I just thought that was a brilliant way of writing that and how it's fixed. And it leads to a great, like, episode, the next one, too. Yeah. Um, Heart in a box. Heart-shaped yeah. box. But, like, what great teaching for, like, Teddy to, like, manifest this, to get Christina to a point where by kind of, like, holding her back from surgeries and making her go back to the basics, like— it uh-huh. created this respect for surgery that she was then able to like lift up a, a fellow um, resident, right? And I don't know. I just thought it was really powerful. It gave me, yeah, yeah I loved it. We're also I'm really glad we're finally over this hump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, because I would like to see Christina like kick an ass again in in the OR, but. Um, yeah, I'm really excited that Christina gets to like make a list of all of the shit that she wants to see and do. Yeah, let's Wait. let's talk about heart in a box. Yeah. No, so, I have one more note about. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. Um, so I was seeing her in that surgery, kind of talking April through everything. It kind of just reminds me of the future Christina from that point. Like it, it, um, like I think in season ten before she leaves, um. You really see that mature side of her, and I feel like this is the first glimpse of that as a surgeon. Yes, I think so too. Because what's the guy's name that she like takes under her wing, who leaves the show with her? Oh, uh, fuck. I can't remember his name. But anyways, yeah, like oh, I, she becomes a teacher. Shane. Like in this Shane, Shane yes, yeah. and this is the beginning of that. I totally agree with you, Nicole. Yeah, and it's just like she can still be hungry for surgery and want to be the best surgeon, but. I, I think you're right. There's just, there's like a maturity about it. And it's like, it's it's the first glimpse of this like transition she makes into an advanced surgeon. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. Um, any other notes before we go to heart in a box that kind of goes along with this? Um, I, don't, I don't think so. Nicole, you good? Uh, yeah, I think I'm good. 
So I feel like when we talk about Christina in the heart in a box and her list, we also have to talk about Chief. Yes. <laughs> because mm-hmm. Chief was like a fucking wizard. Like a he's weird, been, like a Dumbledore a wizard, of like, this. For the past like five episodes. I know. I love yeah. it so much. Find the joy, boys. I just like, love it so much. So it starts with <laughs> Chief going, hot diggity, there it is. <laughs> and um, and he, I love when Christina like hands him her list, like being very excited about it. And he just says that these are boring and, like, terrible. And he says, use the key, unlock your mind. <laughs> and I just said, like, he is so... It's like a video game. ...wacky. Like, yeah. he is just, like, out on... A, I'm like, what? Is Chief drinking again? Like, what, yeah. <laughs> what is he doing? No, he's just inspired by heart in a box. Yeah, and, and like, Christina tries talking to it also. Yeah, she has to watch it. That's important. She right. has to, like, stay by heart in the box side because it has nowhere to go. Because <laughs> the patient coded or whatever. Yeah, Um and- yeah, it's the key to the list. Unlock your mind. <laughs> and then Heart in a Box is starting to creep me out. Who says that? I think someone does it, and she goes, don't talk to her that yeah, way. Yeah. I love that she named her her. Uh, her, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, okay, then also, this is like, so Avery is in the gallery watching that surgery that he let Karev do instead of himself, and I swear to God, Chief all of a sudden leans in from behind, like you don't see him, and he just goes... You're a fool, Avery. <laughs> You're lost, adrift. You know what you need? You need to see a heart in a box. And he's like, I saw it. And he goes, maybe you looked at it, but if you saw it, you'd be down in that OR right now. And then he goes, see it, Avery. And then like Avery gets up and leaves. And it's just like so amazing. One of my know. notes is Weber is really into heart in the box. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it so much. Yeah. And I couldn't, like, I could not remember. I was like, okay, but what does heart in the box represent? Like, I really couldn't remember it. And then when Christina finally says, like, I'm writing down, if if I write something down and it's not half as cool as heart in the box, then, like, it's not worth being on my list. Because she, like, writes a thing down, she scratches it off, she's like, no. And then she writes another and she's like, yes. <laughs> and I think it's Avery or something like, why the fuck, heart, why, how is yeah. heart in the box telling you that? And I was like, oh, that, that makes a lot of sense. She lets you know what's most important to you. Yes, she does. Yeah. Do you have any notes, Nicole, about heart and box? <laughs> um, I loved Christina's line when she was like, all dressed up and nowhere to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when it has, so that's maybe where it started as yeah. a she. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, it, uh, yeah, I like heart and box a lot. It looks weird. And I yeah. think it actually happened in real life too. Like, oh, I bet it did. A while really. ago. Um, yeah, I just like how inspired they were and how Jackson was sitting in the room. And saying, I've been staring at this thing, but I don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think Iron Box was a was a nice little arc there. I think yeah. so too. I think yeah. it was a fun way to like make the list making more exciting. Yes. And I also love that Chief ended up at the end having his own list. Yes. And they and they show it to each other. And then Christina goes, hot diggity. When, yeah. they, when they take it away. <laughs> They're like, there yes. she goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then how, like, she looks at Chief's List, which is in a cute little notebook. Yes. And she's like, oh, I want to do this. And he's like, well, we'll just see. Like, yeah, whoever gets it first. Yeah. And and also the way Chief, like, puts on and takes off his glasses. Every yeah. time he has to, like, read something. And it takes, like, a good four seconds. You know, yeah. like, it's just so good. I just um, think, like you said, like, Richard is a wizard. And he has been these past couple episodes. This season, <laughs> he's just been, like, I feel like since... He hasn't been chief. Right. He's got nothing. He's, he doesn't have any anything to do but like love his job and like teach these people to love this job as much as he does. Yeah. You know? And really see what's most important. 
like yeah. art in the box. <laughs> like art in a box. Yeah. I just love it. And I just love him in the baseball game. He was he was a good comedic relief for me in these yeah. two episodes. He's gotten um Catherine Fox Award multiple times I know, this season. I know. Yeah. Um, anything else about Heart in the Box? I don't anyone? have any. Um, how about that? I don't know if it's part of the Heart in the Box arc, but when they're in the room with Heart in the Box and they're just talking about George. Yes. yes. Let's talk about Mrs. O'Malley and that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. How I, do we how do we feel about this? Um, I I felt like it was a good time to do a throwback. There hasn't been one in a while. Yep. And also, I thought it was really eye-opening that Jackson and April did not know who George was. Yeah. Like, they were like, George who? Who died? Um, and the way that then they're like, oh, an elevator heart guy, like, must have been a badass. And Alex yeah. is just like, he's like, were you there? Um, yeah, I think in that scene you're talking about, that's when Alex calls George a jerk. Yeah. And then Christina goes, remember when you gave him syphilis? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So I I don't know. I love any callback. I'm a nostalgic person. Like, give me all of the throwbacks. Yeah. What did you think, Nicole? Um, yeah, I like that throwback a lot. Um, I also, sometimes I keep forgetting how much Alex hated George. And then I right. think about that, that um, was it the fifth season when Izzy has cancer and just how, that, just how much um, Alex does not like George in that season. Right. And in general. But I feel like it really, when he was with Izzy, he really hated George. Yeah. And I thought that was like, and I think you like make a really good point there because then Alex ends up bringing up like, it's not that at the very end, like that was mean of me pretty much to say shit about George. But like, whenever I think about George, I think about Izzy and I get really sad. And like, we've all changed. Like I got really kind of teary eyed. It was just the three of them sitting at the bar together. He said, I don't like thinking about him because then I have to think about Izzy. George is dead and Izzy is gone and we're all different. Yeah. And we're all different. And I don't know. It made me think about time and life. And it was (laughs) like, Oh God, we're all growing up. Yeah. It's really sad. And I, so that's why I think like sometimes a callback is good just to remind us of how far and how much has happened since yeah. then. I also am glad like they didn't kill Mrs. O'Malley. Yes. And I love the idea that like her sons were so afraid of her coming to this hospital yeah. because they lost their dad and brother here that they made her go to Seattle Prez where they botched the surgery. Yeah. And even though like Bailey, I felt like was kind of being a dick. I appreciate that she is so upset and like wants to treat Mrs. O'Malley like a VIP patient. Like yes. she will not let something bad happen to her again in this hospital. Yes. Yeah, so I feel like she takes it to fault. Like, yeah. So I feel like we should talk about her being there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like at first Meredith is like, oh boy. Um, because she, I, I mean, Mrs. O'Malley acts like she's their mom. Yeah. Like just the way she's like, and also to see your son's friends all grown up and being doctors when like, you know that she's thinking about like George. That would have been my son. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, um, but it's, it's really sweet. And then they're like turning the corner and Callie's standing there. <laughs> and so Mayor, it was Mayor with or? Yeah. It's yeah. Meredith and Mrs. O'Malley waiting for the CT. And then it's Callie and Robbins. Yeah. And Callie introduced her as Dr. Robbins, <laughs> not as her wife with who she has a child with. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, and I love Arizona's response. Yeah, I want to. What did you think of that, Nicole? Like when she, like when at first Callie thinks Arizona's mad at her. Like, did you like that scene? Yeah, I, I think I thought that maybe Arizona was too, but it makes sense. Like, I liked her explanation. That's like you don't have to come out to your ex or your dead ex husband's Christian Super mom. Super Catholic mom. Yeah, Catholic mom, yeah. Catholic mom, yeah. yeah. 
I like that she talked about like, like coming out was important. And like, if this were our friends and family, like, what did she say? Like, I'd kill you. She says something like threatening. Um, But she's like, yeah, your dead ex-husband, super Catholic mom is an exception. Yeah. Like you don't, if you don't want to, you don't have to, it's not a big deal. And, but then I love that Kelly does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really sweet. And also, did you guys notice there's like a part when Meredith is sort of tearing up. It's when, it's when Meredith tells her like what happened and that she has to have surgery and and Georgia Georgia's mom I think is saying things like you're so grown up and Meredith is like you're gonna have to give me my hand back oh but like right before that Meredith has like tears in her eyes because oh. I think she's just like Georgie loved you like you were yeah. said you were one of the good ones you know I just think it's all very hard and very sad but yeah Meredith encourages Callie to go sit with her yes and it lead to the scene that made me very very weepy well and I love <laughs> that Callie was there when she woke up from surgery holding yes. her hand right which is so sweet. And it starts out so, like, abrupt. Like, she doesn't know how to bring it up. And she just says, like, I like girls, as in romantically. Turns out I'm, I like girls. And then I feel like it was, you don't know what Mrs. O'Malley's reaction is. Yeah. Like, you, you can't tell if she's shocked, if upset. she's upset or whatever. And she already, like, spits out that she has a baby and all these things. And then she even says, like, I don't understand if you don't, if you hate me. Like, my own mother doesn't even, whatever. And then she asks to see a photo. Yeah. Like, she's just like, you have a baby? Do you have any photos? And I feel like she just feels like, in some weird way, in another universe, like, she's kind of a weird grandmother to this baby, you know, <laughs> like, and just can be happy for her and share in like the joy of a child. I also feel like it's like the, the love and like w- that Callie did not get from her parents. I mean, her <coughs> mom wouldn't even right. hold her child. Right. And here's this motherly figure asking to see photos. And like, I just thought it was really, it's not closure cause it's not her family, but I thought it was a beautiful way. I don't know. I just, I got yeah. really weepy during it. What do you think, Nicole? Yeah, I, I got teared up too. And there's that scene when I think, um, I think Miss Amelia's talking to Meredith about how she thinks of Kelly as a daughter because she had all sons and it was really nice to have Kelly in her life. And yeah. I think it was really nice to follow up with Kelly sitting with her and showing her the baby pictures, which were really cute. And yeah. it, it was a really nice scene. She yeah. could see the tears welling up in Mrs. O'Malley's eyes as, as uh, Kelly's like, um, is talking. And then that, yeah, the, the baby thing. It's just so cute. And it yes. reminds me of when um Miss O'Malley was making all those baby clothes before. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I forgot that was her that did that. Yeah. It was very sweet. I thought it was like a very human, lovely moment. Everyone loved George too. Just like I'm thinking back to like we were just talking about like Bailey saying like he was my favorite George. She was the yeah. good one. Like I think it was a good a good callback that wasn't overly too much. And like I'm glad that she didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't handle that. Um Okay, this is the last one. Oh, fuck. I don't want to talk about this one. So I pushed it to the end. Henry. <laughs> okay. So Henry is there because his, the device has problems. Teddy is really worked up about it. Like she's hounding Bailey about it. Yes. And Henry is like, this is why they called it a trial. Like He's so understanding yeah. and like so kind. Yeah. And so he calls like, it. He goes, oh, so it's a collectible, <laughs> and then he calls it a tiddlywinks mm-hmm. or tiddlywink. Yeah. I wrote this is the beginning of the end. Yes. So they're working on that, whatever, and then later on, Henry says he wants to go to med school, 
And Teddy... Because she lets him in on some surgeries to watch right. in the gallery, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, I do too. But I get <laughs> why they were... They did it for this reason, I feel. Right. Like. And then she takes him to the on-call room. They have sex. And then he, like, is thinking about going back to med school. And she's kind of like, oh, really? You know? And then as she starts asking him, she gets kind of irritated with him. Like, Yeah, I hated their argument because... It, like, it made me sad because she kept saying, like, I love the way things are. And, like, I don't want to spend 10 years married to a med student. And he said, you just want me to follow you around and look cute. And I love that he was like, I thought I was going to die. I have my life back now. Like, this is what I want to do. And and it just, I don't know. I, I made me sad that that's how Teddy reacted, even though, like, I would probably react the same way. I'd be like, oh, fuck no. But yeah. it's, it is sad. Like, I feel like she is a little bit too in love with that he's, like, accessible and, like, is is just kind of following her around and, like, doesn't have his own thing. Right. What um, do you think, Nicole? Um, I mean, do you agree that, like, it, with what Abby just said, that that kind of... <coughs> Teddy's response kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of suck. And, um... I see where she's coming from, but also Henry's just so excited about everything. And 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 I do agree when he was saying that I don't have to be a surgeon. I can do right. other things with my medical degree. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I guess maybe Teddy and him should just talk a little bit more about before Teddy comes out attacking him right away. Saying yeah. That, yeah. Question, yeah. Question for you guys. Do you think, because she came home and she was like, our last fight or our first fight, do you think she was going to be like, like, all right, I've thought about it, and, like, I'm sorry. Like, or do you think she was, like, going to stick to her guns about it? I think she would have apologized. I think they would have talked more about it. I'm just yeah. coming from what the next episode holds. Um, or, yeah, next one. Uh, yeah, I think she she would have been understanding. That was her initial reaction, I think. And I think she's thought about it a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I think she would have eased up a bit. I think there would have still been a conversation about, like, are you really sure you want to do this? But, like, I want to support you type thing. Like, honestly, because what Teddy was doing was she was coming from a place of fear. Like, right, I right. like what our relationship is like now, and I don't know what it's going to be like if you go to med school. Right. So. It killed... Okay, so the end scene, she goes home, and she starts to, like, say that thing, and he's over the sink. And Yeah, you see, he looks like he's almost over the sink, like frustrated, you know, like how you stand over like a counter, like. It was so terrifying to me because of the fear in his eyes. Yeah. And like the way that she was saying like, it's okay, it's okay. Like it was, it was like a scary scene. Like it it wasn't just sad. It was just like, it was really like abrupt and really like his fear in his eyes, his acting. It just like really got me. Well, because he knew something was very bad. Yeah, it was so much blood. I know. My last two notes are, oh, in all caps, oh, no, oh, no, Henry is coughing up so much blood. And then I said, oh, no, this next episode, oh, no, I am not ready. Wait, is he already, does he die in the next episode? That one or the next one? Oh, fuck. I mean, it's not, it's coming <laughs> it's in It's the winter hot. finale, I think, that next one. It's, it's what? The winter finale for that season. Oh, oh. that would make sense. Damn it. Um, yeah, I'm really sad, especially, of course, they made them have sex and have such a great time and he played baseball. Like, the, we should have seen that coming faster. Yeah. But it is just really f- sad. This death hits me so much harder and I do not do not know why. Like, Well, I think we talked about why because you don't see any negative things with Teddy and Henry at right, all. Right, that's true. Like, you see it when any every other relationship, but this was their first fight, fight. they yeah. had. And then he dies. 
Yeah. And like, I think it's because I just, something about the actual character, Henry is just so, he's he's so charming and funny Mm -hmm. and he's had such a hard life and like, he's getting his life back and no, he's not. Yeah. And he's going to die. Yeah. It's okay though. He'll get a job on Scandal. Yeah. That's true. Um, Yeah. Everyone does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So I have some like random notes that we didn't really discuss. One is that um, Arizona is showing Polly, someone around oh, yeah. who's looking for the fe- the Peds Fellowship, and you can tell that Alex is a little like, oh, like I would like that. Yeah, he's stressed out about and, it. And then at the bar, I also at first at the bar when Polly shows up, I was like, oh, did no. you think they were gonna have sex? Yeah, like I was yeah. like, oh, and she's ordering just a scotch. Yeah, like whatever. But you hear her talking to her friend on the phone. You learn that like all they said, like the doctor kept talking about some guy who flew in kids from Africa and like mm-hmm. wouldn't shut up about him. And I just love that Alex was like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's me. Also that he couldn't even be happy about it, though, because he was thinking about George. You know? <laughs> so it's like, but yeah, so I guess I don't, I guess, did is he applying to it? Uh, like, I'm just confused about the process of this. I would think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I have a note about Richard told them to shut up. Who does he tell to shut up? Bailey and Meredith. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Also, April. Oh, yeah, that's during that. The yeah. Um, also, then I have Christina smiling. That's my next note. <laughs> also, um, Hunt is, tells April that she's too good at being chief resident, needs to yes. get off the sidelines. And, and I go, this is all very sporty. Yeah. Because off the sidelines. And I love that Callie also, like, has her help with the hand and says yes. that uh, she needs to not eat or sleep and just do surgeries. Yeah. Um, so I think that them telling April to get off the sidelines is going to start to be a theme in well, these next... And then in that same thing, like, April got to, like, take the lead in the heart thing with yep. Christina. So she, I feel like she had two, like, really big wins because Callie let her work on the hand and then she got to do the thing with the heart. And Yep. Yeah, so... Um, I loved the scene when the creepy... Or not creepy guy. The guy with the hand surgery pulls out his woodcutting <laughs> instrument yeah. and Callie's like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was, like, kind of funny. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Also beautiful that, like, she's an artist, he's an artist. She built a hand. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, we also learned that Janet is on vacation, and Meredith thinks Zola has forgotten about them. Like, she's like, I was picturing her calling and doing things, not, like, sitting on a beach. Yeah. Um, does anyone else? I have a few more, but I don't want to keep talking. Does anyone else have random thoughts or things or scenes they liked or whatever? Um, when the um, when Polly is her name, she was talking on the phone. She said that Alex poops puppies, basically. <laughs> yeah, poops puppies. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a great that's a great line. I miss that somehow. Um, there's also a part when uh, Mark says to to Jackson before baseball, "When you look good, you play good." Am I right, Avery? <laughs> and then Lexi says to him, "Are you guys pledging Delta Chi together?" Like I thought that was just great. Plastics Posse. Plastics Posse. Um, and then lastly, I just wanted to make a note that the episode... Hand. Oh, not lastly. What? Wait, uh, what? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the hand. Oh, no. I was just going to say episode eight is 36 hours prior to Zola's hearing. So I'm guessing the next episode is Zola's hearing. Oh, interesting. Just because it starts out by saying that. Um, I was just going to say that hand looks so gross. Oh, yeah. I wrote that too. I don't want to see fingers exploded. Yeah, that was really gross. It reminded me of a girl in my high school that was in a car accident in, uh, like, I don't know, early high school. And this is, like, when everyone had live journals. Mm-hmm. And she put a photo of her. Her hand looked just like that. And someone had taken a photo after it happened. And they put it on live journal. Oh, my and God. And to this oh. day, I can picture it. Like, oh. it haunted me. Yeah, know? that's terrible. So. Um, Nicole, did you have any other 
Um, let's see. I love the scenes between Owen, Mark, and um, and Derek this season. Yes. They they kind of remind me of like the first couple seasons between all the guys surgeons then. I just like their chemistry together. It's pretty I cute. Do too. And I think the only time I like Owen is when he's chief hunt. Like, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, I think I thought he did like I was not bothered by his speech at the softball game. I was like, that's really lovely. And he was cute yeah. with Christina yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. He didn't really bother me these two episodes. We should take note of the episodes that he doesn't bother yeah. us. <laughs> we should have like an Owen meter at the end of like how much he annoyed us. <laughs> what scale us. Yeah. of Owen? That's perfect. Yeah. I think we should do that too. Um, okay. If no one has any more notes, we can jump into notes and trivia, which are slim to none today. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> Um, Put Me In Coach, this episode's title originated from the song Put Me In Coach, originally sung by John Fogarty. This episode scored 9.93 million viewers. Heart Shaped Box, this episode title originated from the song Heart Shaped Box, originally sung by Nirvana. This episode scored 9.52 million viewers. And this episode marks the end of Lexi and Jackson's Jackson's relationship. (laughs) Um. Do you have a vote, Nicole, for the Catherine Fox Award? Oof. Hmm. I want to say Henry. Uh, Ooh. It might he was be his so last great time. these episodes. He was a great comic relief. His chemistry with Owen and, and everyone else was great. Yeah, I, I think that's a great one. I said, and we don't have to go with this, but I said Christina. She graduates from, from Teddy's school. From Teddy's school. <laughs> she lets Kepner do the surgery. She puts the patient first. And then she has a deep connection with heart in the box. <laughs> Maybe so. we can uh, break it up and, and give uh, Henry the one in the first episode and Christina the heart box episode. Yeah. Is that allowed? Yeah. Sure. Henry yeah. might not win it again. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, okay. So rating the episode... Um, Nicole, uh, one out of ten scalpels. What would and combined together? What would you give? I want to say these were probably like nine out of ten scalpels for me. Nice. I, I really like the softball scenes. Um, I kind of forgot how much I love them. Like it's probably one of my favorite ones of like the entire series. It just reminds me of all the comic relief in Grey's yeah. Anatomy, and, and and this just does it right. Yeah, yeah. I'm raising mine. We, Dree and I have edited our score like five times. Okay, like I want to say I originally rated this a 6.5. And then as we were talking about it, I was like, wait, I really like these episodes. <laughs> I just kind of feel like maybe a ton didn't happen. And so like I felt, I don't know. And so now I have it at a 7.5, but I also feel like maybe I should have it at an 8. So I'm going to move it to an 8. <laughs> Mine's an 8.5. I really loved it. And as much as like the Henry being sad at the end, it like still it made me cry. And I love the nostalgia throwbacks of Mrs. Yeah. O'Malley and the George. And Rangers. I love the softball thing. I don't know why I didn't rate it higher. I think <laughs> I was just in a bad mood. Yeah. So, all right. So, great. An eight and a five would be our average for them. Yeah. Um, okay. So, before we go, we always like to do uh, the OR board. <laughs> yeah, that's what we call it. Charts. I don't know. Charts. Um, okay. So, this is your opportunity, Nicole, to just. Um, talk about what are you interested in um, if you're listening to any other podcasts or reading anything or watching anything. Kind of give your hot take. No. Yeah, not yeah. a hot take. Just what, what do you want? What should we listen to? Yeah. Um, so there's a few things I'm consuming. Um, Podcast-wise, there's a few good ones. Um, there's one called Cautionary Tales I just started listening to that's really good. Um, 
Um, it's a dude who a British dude who kind of just goes through a narrative of um of a story and like something that just kind of went wrong and explaining mm-hmm. how that happened. Um, there's one called uh, "End uh, uh, the Fall of Civilizations" podcast, which is what is it? Say it again. Um, Fall of Civilizations okay. podcast. So um, each podcast focuses on a specific civilization and kind and kind of how it happened, kind of deep dives into how the mm-hmm. life was there and how it started declining. And those are like probably hour to our episodes. They're they're really oh, nice. good. Can um, I learn things like history things so I can be a smarter history buff? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Wait, do they have an episode on our current civilization <laughs> and how it's going to end? <laughs> Not yet, but I've seen some some parallels. Okay. <laughs> um, a really really good one. Um, that's a complete series now. It's called Wolf Three Five Nine, and it's kind of like a space. A drama uh, podcast. Um, like the first ten episodes are kind of pretty light, but then it really dives into um, into the story. It's like about a crew who who's um, in a spaceship, kind of rotating around this um, dwarf star, Wolf Three Five Nine, and kind of what's going on. Their mission isn't what they think it is, and it, it's amazing. So is it a Wait, fiction? is it a fiction? Yeah, a fiction podcast. Okay, good Reading to know going to into. Know. <laughs> good to know going into. I'm it. subscribing. That sounds really good. Um, yeah, get through the first ten episodes, and then and then you'll start seeing if you if you really like it or not. Is um, each season like a complete story? Because I see there's four seasons. Those are four seasons. Um, yeah. It should just be one season, okay. and it's um, and it's it, I think it's like a hundred and something episodes, maybe. Whoa! I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Oh, so maybe get into that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, TV wise, uh, his dark materials. The yes, BBC, it's so good. I just finished book one. For some reason, I'd never read these books, and it blew my mind. You ever heard of the Golden Compass? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, that's book one. But I just I was waiting for my library to get the second one, and I couldn't wait any longer. So I just bought it on Amazon last night. But I I can watch the show now, right? Because it's just one season, one the first book. Yeah, I think it does first, and um, if I haven't read the books, my boyfriend has. Um, okay. So it has some elements of the second book into it, but okay. um, I would start the second book first and then Perfect. continue watching the series. Oh, I'm so excited. I was yeah. waiting to watch it. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, yeah. Is it the yeah. HBO one? Yeah. He's yeah. really good in it. I love him in it. He plays Lee Scoresby, the aeronaut. I just learned this. I'm I'm very excited. (laughs) I'm very excited. Those are great recommendations. Anything else? Um, um, I think... That's good. I think that's it for my recommendations. Um, Perfect. Let's see. uh, I I boulder. It's really fun. If anyone is thinking about like um, indoor rock climbing, I highly recommend it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really fun. They usually can get like a one on one class, and I do the one without ropes, and it's been nice. so fun. And my arms are now jacked, and it's great. Yes, that's what we're looking for. <laughs> jacked yeah. arms in twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, I love that. Um, we are just really thankful for you. We love actually meeting patrons in re- well, not real life, internet life. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for supporting the podcast. When did you, I meant to ask when you said that you found us on Reddit, but like when where did you like go back and start from the beginning then? Yes, I did. I, I think wow. you said to uh, to um, skip season one, but I just listened to season one anyway. <laughs> and you were like, You're wow, I should have skipped it. <laughs> you are a trooper. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we are just really thankful you're here. Yeah, we're love so grateful. If you would call time of death. Okay. Um, let's see. Also, I love you guys. I was really nervous going on here and uh, it's been really fun. Yay! Yeah. 
you. Okay, so, oh crap, what's the um, I know, you gotta do math, Okay, um, time of death, 1722. Beep.